0: Good morning, want to welcome you to worship on this first Sunday of Advent as we prepare ourselves to celebrate the birth of the Christ. A couple of items to just mention before we enter into the worship time. Um, I want to thank um, whoever suggested that our guest organist this morning play Prepare Ye the Way of the Lord from Godspell. Uh, When I was the pastor at Horseheads, the choir would be at the back of the church, and one of the members had a beautiful tenor voice, and he would start our first Sunday of Advent with prepare ye the way of the Lord as the choir processed into the sanctuary, and the choir would sing the chorus as backup, and it was a most moving moving way to start our Advent celebration. So I appreciate your playing that this morning. It brings back a wonderful memory for me. And I think it sets the tone for how we do begin our Advent journey. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. That is what we are doing as we move through this season of the year. I also want to thank you for your remembrance of my birthday. Um, I shared with Janet that um, as I got older, I thought the older I get, I should be the one giving a birthday party just for thankfulness. <laughs> but I do appreciate your gesture of kindness uh, and appreciation. Also, there was another birthday card here this morning from the church with a, a very fine little note from you folks. So again thank you for your kindness and your remembrance we also want to encourage you uh, this morning as we leave worship and go downstairs go into the hallway and look at the bulletin board Uh, someone is a really nice artist and uh, does a really very fine job of uh, putting together a nice message for us during each season of the year and so down there on the bulletin board uh, is another gift to us as the church. So please stop and just take a moment, look at it, and reflect on it, if you will. Are there other joys and or concerns this morning before we begin by starting off with the candle psalm? Anything? Anybody? Anybody? Since it is the first Sunday of Advent, and the tradition of this church is to begin it with the candle psalm, it is in the worship folder this morning, if you would turn to that. Um, The celebration is based on the hymn, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, and in between the verses, and we will sing the whole hymn at this time this morning, uh, and there is a speaking part uh, in between those verses so let us begin by starting with the first verse come thou long expected jesus Our fears and sins release us Let us find our rest in thee It's Advent, time of preparation Help us to prepare so that we might know God's love It is Advent, a time of anticipation. We anticipate God's gift of love. to celebrate your love it is advent a time of declaration help us to declare your love to the world born thy people to deliver for our child It is Advent, a time of reflection. Help our hearts reflect your love. It is Advent, a time of connection. Help us to connect to the story of Jesus. us to remember your great love as seen in jesus it is advent a time of awakening help us to awaken to your love now we light the first candle of advent Thank you to the Locke family for opening our Advent journey and our opening hymn as Great is Great as Thy Faithfulness. Lord, unto me. Pardon for sin and a peace that endureth. Thine own Blessings all mine, with ten thousand beside. Great is Thy faithfulness. Great is Thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have need in Thy hand hath found. As we are seated, let's turn to our call to worship. It comes from the Old Testament prophet Isaiah in the 42nd chapter. Thus says God the Lord, I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I have taken you by the hand and kept you. Thus says God the Lord, behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him, he will bring forth justice to the nations. Come, together let us sing to the Lord a new song and proclaim God's praise to the ends of the earth. I am the Lord and I have called you. Let us turn to our prayer of invocation and let us pray together. Lord, lift up our eyes that we may see the new thing you are doing more clearly. The ways of this world cloud our vision. Now is the time for us to see through the clamor and disasters of this world and trust in your word. It is only when we see Jesus more clearly that we come to know that which truly matters. You have called us to join our hearts, spirits, and souls with Jesus. It is in him that we find the courage and strength to live as his disciples. We know that Jesus is the hope of the world. As we begin this Advent season, may our journey with Jesus deepen our faith and trust that he is indeed the way, the truth, and the life. In Jesus' name, amen. We do have some concerns to share uh, this morning. want to remember the Chesborough family they have suffered the loss of a loved one Uh, remember Kathy Knudsen uh, who underwent knee surgery Sandy Coulter who underwent eye surgery and then a request for uh, thankfulness for the many who served the Thanksgiving dinners Uh, not only the fact that there were so many served but for uh, an expression of gratitude for the volunteers who worked to make that happen. How about other joys and concerns this morning? I have a concern. Um, if we could lift prayers for Sekta, Um it's a sister of Franny Robles. Okay. having difficulty with her pancreas. Oh, a, a sister of? <laughs> of Fran Robles. Oops, who's, okay. Who's Okay, thank you. <coughs> yes. and, I'm sorry. I didn't see your hand. I can hear the Hassan has an announcement. Oh I was living in the office. Uh, uh, my son had a had a baby name. My son and his wife, Lariana, had my son's name Van. Lyndon no. Roman Lyndon Hobson was born uh, actually four weeks ago.
1: A new birth, yeah, wonderful. Birth. So
0: I, I, went to, I drove to Connecticut and back on myself. <laughs> <laughs> that that's an accomplishment as well, huh? Oh very good. All right. And yes. Prayers for Dave Katerba and also for Anna, you all know probably from Nina. Okay. For Dave and for Anna. Okay. Very good. It's good to mix in some gratitude with the uh, concerns of the... I've got one. My daughter is uh, traveling back to college. Uh, she goes to the University of Florida. Oh, Gator. oh my goodness. And she's still driving. She was here in New York and driving now to Florida. Yeah, she's in the Gator Band, so she has to be back for the game. They played football yesterday on TV. Skippy, every week, yes. <laughs> very good All right. <clears throat> it is good to mix uh, the joys along with our concerns and so we're we're joyful for you and we pray for safe travels for your for your daughter to one more um, thanks to this family um, we were able to provide food and meals to probably over 40 individuals. Wonderful. That's good news, too. Appreciate that. All right. Let us be in our prayer time now, please. By the indwelling of your Holy Spirit, Lord, speak a word to us, of your great love and compassion for those whom we have mentioned by name this morning for those who are struggling with illnesses or uncertainties for those who are traveling and need the mercy of your presence and guidance and mostly for this world as we continue to struggle together with an illness that seems to affect more and more of our people Help us, Lord, to be guided by the very principles of Christ as he talked about what it means to love one another even as he has loved us. For we know sometimes it requires us to go the second mile or to give our coat as well as our cloak, to feed the hungry and to welcome the stranger. And so in this holy season, heighten our awareness of those opportunities that are before us as a community of faith, but also as individuals, for we never know to whom we may be speaking or to whom we may be serving. And so we ask that you will continue to be at work in us and through us as your people and as your church. We pray for this world We pray for those who are in leadership that they will truly begin to express the compassion and care that so many people need, not just in this country, but everywhere in this world. For we know, O God, that you have provided us with sufficient resources. We simply need to know how to distribute them and to share them with others. And when we do that, we know that we are blessed because it is in giving that we receive. And so, O God, we would think that your great love has sent Christ into the world as a gift to us. May we share that gift as the Spirit leads us that Christ may be glorified. And so it is that we ask these prayers in the name of Jesus who taught us to pray this prayer together. Hallelujah. Our epistle reading for this morning comes from Paul's letter to the church at Corinth. As you know, we have read from his letter to the church at Thessalonica and Ephesus. Paul was a very prolific writer because of his great and powerful relationship with Jesus Christ as Lord. And Paul felt it was really important to keep the lines of communication open with the dispersed groups of Christians that were around his part of the world. So he writes this to the congregation at Corinth, but also to us. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way, with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore, do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. One of the things that we want to emphasize during the Advent season would be the gifts that God gives to us. And uh, it is a season of gift giving. I thought this morning it might be kind of fun to just ask if any of you can recall a Christmas time when you were hoping for a specific gift. Anybody here remember, did you want something special as a gift at Christmas time? And say it out loud. I'd like to hear it. A red coat? A dress coat. Okay. Oh, a dress coat. <laughs> From Brazil in Odeana with a fur coat <laughs> Great. a high school student. That was a high school wish. OK, anybody and else? And And what a delightful memory. Thank you. Anyone else? Yes. I wanted a flute and I got a saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted a flute and got a saxophone. <laughs> Anyone else this morning? Yes. So you had to keep on hoping. Yeah, a new bicycle. Well, each of the candles that we light during Advent represents a gift that God gives to us. And this morning, you lighted one of those candles. It was the candle of hope. Now, I know you're already thinking about your hope for your Christmas gifts, whatever it is. Do you have a hope for Christmas? Do you know what you would like for Christmas? Not yet, huh? Well, I'll bet you'll be thinking about it. All right. Well, God gives us the gift of hope because without Christ, the world seems to just struggle and with all kinds of indifference and all kinds of issues christ came into the world it kind of brought us together in terms of there is hope for us in whatever circumstances we are and many of us are in unique and different circumstances and so our hopes are all focused out of that experience but god has a way of addressing every life to bring hope to whatever it is that may be facing us. And that's why we light this candle, because Jesus Christ is the hope of the world. Now, my hope for you young ladies is that you will receive the gifts that you are anticipating. But more than that, I hope when you gather to celebrate the birth of Jesus, you will also celebrate the hope that Christ brings to the world. Would you pray with me? Lord God, you indeed anticipate our very deepest needs. So we need to live with hope and especially in this troubled time, grant us to find our hope in the love and grace of Jesus Christ. For you sent him into this world with the sure knowledge that we are never alone and that you are always at work for our good. Amen. Do you know, friends, I found a little interesting tidbit the other day about how much of our life we spend waiting. If you compile it all together, all of the lines, all of the traffic jams, everything that we wait for, two years, Two years of our lives are spent waiting for something to happen. When we go through this Advent season, we're going to wait for these four Sundays. And then we are going to celebrate all of those four gifts, plus the gift of Christ to the world. Our hymn, as it came upon a midnight clear. <laughs> it came. bending near the earth to touch their hearts of gold. He saw We turn now to the gospel according to Mark. As you may have noted, the gospel readings and Paul's letters have all talked about the second coming of Christ. And as we move through the Advent season, we are celebrating the very birth itself, his first uh, appearance uh, on the face of this earth. So Mark, again, reminds us, in those days following distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory, and he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so... When you see these things happening, you know that it is near right at the door. Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have, come, have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, but only the father. Be on guard, be alert, do, you do not know when that time will come. It is like a man going away, he leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. This is the word of God for the people of God. One of the words in your litany for the opening of your Advent season is anticipation and I'm sure that all of us know what it is to anticipate something that is to look forward to a time when that may happen all of us can remember those significant times in our lives for example some people anticipate getting their driver's license Some people anticipate the time when they can vote for the first time. Other people anticipate a time when they will celebrate a wedding or a birth. Anticipation is a part of our day-to-day existence. We not only exist in this moment, but many times we're looking forward to that which is to come. Can you imagine how long The hymn we sang this morning said for 2,000 years. How long can anticipation last before we simply shrug our shoulders and say, alas, I give up. And yet the people of God had this sense that God was somehow going to act in a way that would transform their existence and give them a new purpose and a new future. They were anticipating that the situation in which they existed, which one of being invaded by other forces and being servile to other powers, would someday change and they would experience the freedom once again of being in a right relationship with their Creator and their Redeemer. And a time of restoration would occur, Things that had been lost in the past would somehow be made new again. Anticipation. That is one of the very sterling qualities of hope. When we hope, we are anticipating. So as we move through this Advent season, what is it that you are anticipating? How far... Will this candle of hope shine? You know, a lot of folks have spent uh, an inordinate amount of time doing scientific research on how far you can see the flame of that candle in the darkness. Some folks said if if it's really dark and you have a straight line of vision, you could see it up to 30 miles. But then after all kinds of testing, most of the people said, Well, actually, the truth is you can only see it for about a mile and a half. That's still a great distance. If we simply darkened everything and saw this candle burning in the darkness, for a mile and a half we could see that flame. Hope has a way of helping us to see in the darkness. And there isn't a single life anywhere that hasn't experienced moments of darkness. Either as a result of health issues or family issues or community issues, financial issues. It doesn't matter. All of us have experienced moments of darkness. Sometimes it's a loss of a loved one. But in that darkness, do we anticipate seeing the light of Christ, the hope that he brings to a world that sometimes feels so hopeless and so uncertain. Do we, when we are in our moment of darkness, let this candle of hope shine brightly for us? Because that's part of this Advent journey. And if that candle can be seen for a mile and a half, Cannot our hope in Jesus Christ see us through the difficult times of our lives to a time of renewal and restoration? The people of God, Paul's letter to these churches, these small communities of faith, Paul's letter to us this morning, or the words of Mark as he writes his gospel, reminds us that there is a time when God will act on our behalf. I thought about the writer of Ecclesiastes who opened his third chapter of that particular writing saying, there is a time for everything under heaven. Can we give God the time that God will need to do what God needs to do in our lives? The writer of Ecclesiastes seemed to have an unnatural sense that No matter what is in front of us, God is still in charge. And no matter what is in front of us as a nation or as individuals, God is not going to abandon us. But how did this people of God who were enslaved, basically, overrun by a foreign power, hold on to hope? How did they hold on to that For 2,000 years, could they see into the future the light of Christ coming into the world? And yet, year after year, for all that time, these people lived with an unwavering hope that God was going to act, that God had not abandoned them. The circumstances in which they lived were not the final answer for the final answer is seen in Jesus Christ. And it is seen in the hope that he represents and brings to the world. It is seen in the hope that he brings to our individual lives. For it is in the fullness of God's grace and love that that hope finally takes root in us. And we trust, no matter what, that God will act to restore, to renew, to rebuild, and to redeem. Our God is a Redeemer God. And Christ was sent into the world with the message of redemption. We are saved by grace. We are saved by the mercy and the love that Jesus Christ brought into this world. And in the fullness of God's time, the whole creation itself will be saved by those same gifts. Hope. Put your hope and your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Move through this Advent season, and when Christmas Day arrives and you're celebrating the birth of the Christ, review these gifts. The first one being hope. How has hope blessed your life? Share it with one another. Talk about it. Because it becomes more real to you and to the world around you. Hope. Jesus Christ is the hope of the world. Amen. Our closing hymn is, Come We That Love the Lord. Come we that love the Lord, and let our joys be known. Join in. A song with sweet accord, join in a song with sweet accord, and thus surround the throne and thus surround the throne. We're marching to Zion beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching upward to Zion, the beautiful city of God. Then let our songs abound and every tear be dry. We're marching through Emmanuel's ground. We're marching through Emmanuel's ground to fair on heart to fetch the worlds on high. We're marching to Zion. Before the benediction, uh, I would like to ask a couple of folks to just say and talk about whatever we want to do for Christmas Eve this year, since we are in a, a time of real change.